This is Professor Pete Alexander with the Winning at Business and Life podcast, where business leaders share their insights. It is six questions in seven minutes, because successful business leaders are busy and rarely have more time to spare. So let's get to it. Question number one, in a few sentences, please tell me who you are and what you do. All right, uh, let's do it. Uh, well, Pete, uh, thank you so much for having me. My name is Dylan Ogline. Uh, so in a few sentences, I own I'm the founder of Ogline Digital. Uh, we're a direct response uh, digital marketing agency. Uh, and I also own a, an education company where I have a training program called Agency 2.0, where I teach people how to start their own uh, digital marketing agency. Dylan, it's great to have you on the show. Question number two, what is something that makes you smile and or laugh about working in your industry? Uh, smile or laugh? Uh, so... Uh, I'll go with the education business uh, with that, uh, which has really been a focus of mine over the last, say, two years, helping people, uh, helping people start their own businesses or, uh, you know, quit their job or something, and, or, or maybe they had an agency and, you know, they're able to grow it enough to where they can quit their job or have the lifestyle that they want. Uh, that's been extremely rewarding. So mm-hmm. I, I will say that, that puts a smile on my face. I'll go with that one. I love it. And I can hear that passion in your voice. So it's really great. Question number three. I have a fictitious book with all the answers for <laughs> I love business. that you actually have it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What chapter would you think most companies should read? Uh, can I go? Can I, I, I could do two here, right? Okay. I'm gonna, sure. Okay. All right. I'm going to do two. Uh, so so pre-show, I was thinking about this because I, I had a, a recent event with a, with a client of mine. And uh, this is for my agency. Uh, so the, the chapter would be empathy. Um, basically, just uh, when I'm talking empathy, I'm talking about empathy for your team, for your employees. Uh, a lot of business leaders lose lose track of that. And, and they just think that they're, you know, cogs in the wheel. <laughs> and uh, uh, but just remembering that, you know, your team, that those are real people. And if you you know, slim down your, your staff, you're impacting somebody's life. Uh, so, so, uh, empathy for, for your team. You also probably need empathy for your customers as well, but, but in my particular sense, and my particular chapter in the book would be empathy for, for your team members, your, uh, your employees. Uh, the other one would be, uh, focusing on, on the essential, the critical few tasks, services, offerings, uh, focusing on this critical few and letting go of the, the, the trivial many. That would be, that would be my answer there. Mm, I love it. Both of them are, are uh, pretty impactful, definitely. So thank you for sharing those. Sure. Question number four, other than the generic work harder, have a great attitude and care for customers, what advice or insight would you give to other business leaders? Uh, I would go back to, to answer three. I think mm-hmm. that, that that's a really good one. Uh, right now, I also think, uh, my advice, because, you know, COVID going on economic downturn to a certain degree, uh, realize that, uh, when we, when we're going through bad times, uh, typically it ends up being a good thing, almost a reset, clearing, clearing the, the slush out of your business, clearing mm-hmm. the inefficiencies out. So I think, uh, uh, realizing that things aren't as bad as they are 
and and that they eventually will will get better. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would say that, and I'm going to use two here as well. Uh, my my second would be bring on people uh, that are. Eh, Bring on people that are smarter than you. You don't want to be egotistical and, and be uh, afraid of people that are smarter or know how to do run the business better than you do. You know, if you're the leader, you shouldn't be the smartest person in the room. Oh. So bring on bring on team members that are smarter or, or better equipped to do the jobs than, than you are. I love that second one as well, because, you know, there's been so many times in my career where I have worked with leaders who were afraid of having people that seemed like they were smarter because they, oh my gosh, they're going to take my job or something. And to me as a leader, I've always felt like I want to have the good people below me because my job as a leader is to help cultivate them and promote them, whether it's promoting them within the organization that we're in or getting them a job outside to, to, to help them with their career. And, uh, you know, if you take that attitude, you're going to get some good quality work from those people. But if you hold them down because you're worried about them trying to show you up or something, it's just, it's, it's a real negative. Would you agree? A hundred percent. Absolutely. You, you, you should uh, empower the people on your team, give them the flexibility to shine, give them credit when, when they do something right, like, like shout to the whole team, like mm-hmm. the, you know, so-and-so did a great job. Uh, I, it, it cannot enough be enough cannot be said for just how important that is. Uh, and just bring on people that are smarter than you. If you are, if you're holding a, a meeting, whether it's zoom or an actual in-person meeting, uh, if, if you get the impression that like you're the smartest person and you're the leader, you, you made some wrong choices and you need to hire some different people. You should not be the smartest person in that meeting. Oh, it's totally 100% true. 100% of the time. <laughs> it is so true. I could think about, oh, easily dozens, if not hundreds of times, I've thought that same thing in a meeting. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be the smartest. Exactly. That's, that's not a good idea. <laughs> Question number five. What other business leader like yourself would you like to acknowledge and invite to be on my podcast? Uh, so... So going into this, uh, I'm, I'm going to go with two. I don't. I know one. One's really big, and that's Tim Ferriss. Uh, okay. You know, everybody. Know, everybody knows Tim Ferriss. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't. I don't think he's he's going to be a guest on, on pretty much anybody's podcast. <laughs> the other would be uh, Sam Ovens. Uh, uh, Sam has been a, an incredible teacher. Uh, for me, I've learned a ton from him. I don't think he does podcasts, unfortunately. Uh, but if you could get him, I think he would be an absolutely, uh, he's great on video. He's one of the smartest person, you know, people I know. Uh, so yeah, Sam Ovens, Absolutely. Perfect. Well, I'm going to reach out to both of them and let's see what happens. (laughs) So I appreciate those recommendations. And our final question, question number six, please tell me about your first job. Oh yeah. Yeah. We were talking about this uh, pre-show. So my, my first actual like job, I was an employee and I think it's the only one I've ever actually had where I was an employee uh, was I ran the cotton candy stand at a local racetrack, but there's, there's no real lessons there. Before that though, the actual first thing I did to make money was, uh, shoveling sidewalks, uh, and, and, uh, driveways in the winters in Pennsylvania, uh, or mowing grass. Mm -hmm. 
which is not exciting. But the a lesson that can be taken away from that is pricing based on value, <laughs> uh, which I didn't I didn't realize this until I, I recently had a conversation about uh, my first you know, foray into capitalism. But realizing like uh, people were willing to pay me effectively ten to fifteen dollars an hour. Uh, to you know, mow their grass or shovel their sidewalk, which is a lot of money back then, mm-hmm. uh, and they were willing to pay me that much because I was like this this cute little kid, you know, hustling trying to make some some spending money to buy like PlayStation games or whatever. Uh, so you know, how you appear actually matters into the marketplace. So mm-hmm. that is my my lesson and takeaway from from the first job. I love it. Great story too, because uh, it sounds like uh, because you were doing this, uh, shoveling the snow and mowing the grass, you even knew how to make sure that you had uh, work throughout the whole seasons. Huh? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> it started with it started with the shoveling, and then like you know, summer came, and I was like, I was broke, so I was like, well, what can I do now? And uh, and they couldn't say no to me. I mean, I was like eleven or, or ten or something like that. So of course they had to say yes. And uh, and I charged a premium price, baby. I mean, that was the premium, <laughs> the premium solution in the marketplace. So I charged, I charged it appropriately. I love it. Great story. <laughs> so Dylan, thank you so much for being on the show. How can people find you? Sure thing. Uh, my website's dylanogline.com. And you can also find me on the LinkedIn, the Facebooks, the Instagrams at Dylan Ogline. Perfect. This is Professor Pete Alexander with the Winning at Business and Life podcast. Thanks for listening. Welcome, change agents, to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.